Welcome, everyone. Smoke out with Shelly and SJ. Episode number 23, officially the 420 episode. It is April 20th, 2021. As we record this, of course, Smoke Out with Shelly and SJ. It's an interactive video show where you can come and blaze with us. Uh, check out the show. Come on video, audio, just in the chat room. Whatever you want to do. Ask questions. Participate. Be a cool person with us every Tuesday night, every week. And uh, if you want to subscribe, of course, do that. OnlyFans, Patreon, ShellySJSmokeout.com. You find all of the pertinent links. You also get every episode on video. Sexy Shelly bonuses on Patreon with other subscriber options as well. All that good stuff. ShellySJSmokeout.com. Check that shit out, especially on this 420 day. Shelly, how are things uh, on your 420 day? Well, you know, here's the thing. Okay, here we go. I have no idea if what I'm looking for is on here, but I'm going to send you real quick a link <clears throat> in case it's what I think it is. So hold on one second. <laughs> All right. So I feel 1000% disgusting right now because. Okay. Oh, crap. You paused. What? Hello. So there we, we go. both went. Are, are we okay? okay. <laughs> <laughs> don't froze. Move. I was going to look at the link and then everything just went quiet. <laughs> don't move. Don't breathe. So um, yesterday, finally, and I say finally because for those of you that aren't so familiar with me, um, I am a tampire extraordinaire. What does that mean? When I was in WWE, um, Brian Kendrick used to call me the tampire. He's like, you're like the tannest vampire I've ever seen in my entire life. <clears throat> One time he was like, you look orange. <laughs> I did. So I'm the tampire. I've had tanorexia for a really long time. And um, what you call it? So yesterday I finally put my tanner on, which is a big deal to me. And then I let it simmer. And then today I worked out. And then after I worked out, I was like, crap, if I don't get all these things done, I'm going to be late to the show tonight. So, all right, it's hot out. So I'll just take a shower when I get home. Dude, I got home after five. <laughs> <laughs> so I still have yesterday's tanner on. <laughs> nice. So I've been wearing this for more than 24 hours. I smell very ripe. Um, <laughs> and on top of that, I did my workout. And I got that just marinating on me too, but it's nice. a-okay because it's 420. And this is the thing. I had to make sure that I went to the dispensary today. I was like, I got to go to the dispensary because it's 420. And I'm like, dude, I want to be out of my mind. Like, that's just it. I want to lose my mind tonight because that's what's up. And I should, because I have a lot of things to film. And I think it'd be effing awesome when I'm filming those things. I'm out of my effing mind. So there's a dispensary that I don't ever say the name of it because I don't think they are running legally and they allow, or they still make available edibles that are over a hundred milligrams. Cause that's what the law is. You have to have a hundred milligrams or less. <clears throat> so they have this brownie. It's called the brownie slut. And <laughs> I was like, I want to be a brownie slut. That's just it. What does that mean? Well, I get the thousand milligram one and I cut it up into 16 pieces. One piece 
of that six like out of that 16 pieces is 62.5 yes i am very anal about it 62.5 <laughs> um dose in there i mean mind you it is a brownie so there could be like parts of it that maybe have a little bit more medicine on that side or not because it's a brownie like what are you gonna do you know but for me it works perfectly because it gets me there good and not only that Sometimes I'll get a little scared and that's where I want to be out of my mind. But because it's just a teeny tiny little square, I don't have to eat like a big old chocolate bar or I don't have to eat like this whole thing where it's not even just about being a gal that tries to watch her waistline. It's more like they make me feel too full. And I'm like, oh, I'd rather like tacos make me feel that way. Not just one edible. Like now I got to ride this out. And, there's been times where edibles have been made my stomach a little bit too much and it kind of took away from the experience at first. So it's like this, yeah. this brownie's awesome. So I had to go to that part of town and they had a sale. They had some, um, Skywalker OG. You can get an ounce for 180, which is unheard of. So I was like, Oh, oh yeah. yes, yes, please. And, um, they have a frequent buyer thing. So they stamp you every time. And when you get to the last one, you get a free gram. And so I got a free gram and oh, yeah. because I bought that edible, they're like, do you want a hat or shirt? And I was like, what are you talking about? They're like the company that had, it had her shirt. And I was like, Oh, I already have a shirt. I'll take that hat. <laughs> so I got a hat. It's in my car or else I'd show it to you. <laughs> and so it was, even though I am gross and disgusting. Oh, and I had sex too on top of all that. So I have over 24 hours of Tanner I had sex and he did not pull out and I worked out, but hey, it's 420. (laughs) (laughs) If only we had the technology for the, uh, to be able to smell us during the show, bring a lot of subscribers. I smell like weed. I smell smell like all those things and the cannabis. (laughs) So I don't know if that's a good thing or not. But here's the thing. Okay, I'm going to throw some positive vibes to Maria Canellis, okay? Because I bust her balls on here. I'm going to throw some positive vibes. Her of the famous Hobag Slut. By the exactly. way, I think Brownie Slut is one of the levels of the Adult Girl Scouts. Pardon? Make brownies, if you're in the Adult Girl Scouts, if you make Brownie Slut, that's a, that's a top level. Oh. Like inner circle. So I should be careful when I say I want to be a Brownie <laughs> Slut. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so many so, things. <laughs> my goodness. So when Maria used to date CM Punk back in the day, they were in a serious relationship for a good while. I'm not sure how long, but uh, I mean, good enough to where they were like a serious relationship. Um, so she one time came in the locker room and she smelled like self tanner, which is no big deal to me because I smell the same, but I just know that smell. It's very distinct. Whereas some people, like I was at a shoot not too long ago and this guy was like, I go, no dude, it's me. It's a self tanner. That's what it is. I swear. <laughs> Sorry, dude. I'll go put some spray on. But um, So if you don't know the smell, it's like, what is that? Like, it doesn't quite smell like BO, but it doesn't smell pleasant. <laughs> so, she walks in and I could tell, cause I'm such a tannerexic. I could tell by the smell, which tanner she's put on. Like it was a Neutrogena. I know which one it was, it's this gel. And somebody made note of the, of it. She goes, you know, what's so funny is 
punk now gets turned on by that smell because that's what he associates like me with now. And I was like, Oh my gosh. <laughs> and I liked that. And I remember later in life, I was in a serious relationship and then the guy ended up telling me that. And I was like, how cute. It's like that time Maria said, now this is pre hobag days. So, <laughs> so I was like, how cute Maria said that that time about punk, because I remember thinking, Oh, well, it's a good thing I wear that self tanner because I was so jealous that she got she grabbed punk so jealous. (laughs) But it's okay. Like I've mentioned before, I'm glad I never hooked up with him. But there was a time I desperately wanted to hook up with him. Like, I was like, desperately trying to hook up with him. That's the story of my stories here. I'm always chasing (laughs) these guys. It's disgusting. It makes me want to throw up. (laughs) Um, Especially having Val Venus call in <clears throat> for our second interview. He said seven Arizona time, which I'm assuming I looked it up and it told me that they are most of Arizona's on mountain time. But I'm hoping that he's not in the part of Arizona that's on Pacific time. Because if he is, and he's still waiting another fifty one minutes to be on the show. Hold on a second. Let <laughs> me just occur to me. <clears throat> I send the link, but I'm hoping that the uh the time zones. Because I just realized, I think that uh, parts of Arizona are a different time zone than Mountain, which is stupid. You know, but there we are. <laughs> not to change the subject, but I am. Something that I keep going through, I don't know if you can relate to this or I'm just a weirdo. For like a week or two now, my ears can, like, they keep getting like hot and they don't feel hot, like when I touch them. Right now, they don't feel hot, but the sensation that my ears are hot, and it drives me nuts. And the reason why I'm bringing it up right now is because it's happening, and I'm like, dude, this is like the fifth or sixth time today that, like, my ears got hot. So either something's wrong with me or someone's doing some witchcraft on me. Either way, it ain't good. (laughs) You know what I mean? So (laughs) You haven't uh, gone to WebMD to try to (laughs) self-diagnose? Not on this one yet. I was going to, but I've been, I just been so busy lately. That's right. <laughs> I was no, running around that. town smelling like tanner sex and sweat going to the dispensary. I bet you they thought I smelled real nice when I walked in there. And, um, you know, I so far, I, I can't relate at all. I, I, I didn't have sex. I don't wear self tanner. <laughs> Weed around here is illegal. Uh, everywhere you look. So that's such a shame. My ears are not hot. Your ears are not hot. Has it ever happened to you? Here they go again. Here they go again. What is that? <laughs> Do I need water? I mean, let's drink some water then. Okay, let's drink some water. This is a sign of dehydration. <laughs> and I drink water a lot, so I don't know what the F my problem is. By the way, the link that you sent me, I have ready to go for oh, whatever purpose. Okay, so you, you said hang out with the cool people. So when I used to go and wrestle um, over there in Jersey, there was a super fan, Clark, who you're going to see right here. And he used to always have this tagline. He would say, he would say, you think you're so cool, but you're not. So let's watch the rise and fall of Clark right here. That's Gary right there from my roast, by the way. The fun channel, yeah. Come on, Kevin. 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 Come on, Kevin.
Yeah, I will. I will. That was hard. He'll go up to the, like his favorite wrestler, his opponent. He'll go up to him and just flip him off. Like, they egg him on. Clark, like, 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 I will. <laughs> they egg him on. I love it. I used to egg him on too. Just go, 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 go. And there I am, one of the wrestlers on the show, and I'm following Clark with my camera. You're gonna miss it. You're gonna miss it. There goes Rebby. Right there. People don't give her credit. They're always like, oh, she's Matt Hardy's wife. Dude, look at that bump she took. She took it like a champ. There's Amber O'Neill. I've forgotten about this. This is so crazy. He's acting like a manager out there with all these people. They're <laughs> like, shut up. I loved it. <laughs> I used to have conversations with him, deep ones. Go to the other side. <laughs> 
And people used to bust my balls and be like, why are you out there with your camera? Get back in the locker room. Like, why? This is awesome. Like, why are you filming a car? Like, this match is going on and people are thinking I should be filming a match and I'm filming a part. That was a really good match. Oh, he gets, this is for reals right here. He gets really mad. I remember this. <laughs> He's upset. Tripping me out. I'm so. I did. You know, that, <laughs> that, that just makes me want to cry because there I was, I was like, I love wrestling. Like, look. What the hell? Uh-oh. Someone else is playing. <laughs> so, like, I thought that was a video where Clark goes off and he's like, you think you're so cool, but you're not. <laughs> and it's hilarious because he would always say that with balls. He would go up to whoever his favorite wrestler was this guy, Kevin Matthews, and he'd go up to his opponent and just like be like flipping them off to their face. No shame. Like, you know, how you have these people behind the keyboard. No, dude, he was in their face. <laughs> Saying, you think you're so cool, but you're not. <laughs> and so that's what I thought that was. And, like, I remember that night. It was really awesome. That show was awesome. Like, it was awesome. And there you go. Like, when we had last week, we had Carter Mason on here. And we're talking about watching those moments and going back there. It's a trip. That tripped me out. And, it, man, I just loved, my God, <laughs> I was not ready for this. It's because I'm becoming a brownie slut. Um. I loved wrestling so much. Like, <laughs> look at me. Oh my God. I love it. But for reals, I loved it so much. Uh oh. It says I had a missed call from Valvinus. Uh oh. Yeah, he, uh, he messaged me. I think he is Pacific time, which is my screw up. I should have asked him specifically. When he said Arizona, I assumed mountain because he has asked me, you want to start around seven? Which well, part of my calculations just... was 20 minutes ago, but if it's really just keep it's... going and then he'll call up and there you go. <laughs> yeah. My friend asked to answer, which I know I asked him if it's specific time. I know he's going to say yes. Uh, it's something to do around 6.30 and then I'll time just to, you know, whenever he's done to go ahead and call in. 
Yeah, we'll be here. I'll We're be here chilling. Cry- <laughs> crying. We're <laughs> crying. That stuff. But you saw me. You saw mm-hmm. me, dude. And like, mm-hmm. I just remember like my soul was on fire that night. And it was before all these disappointments and people letting me down. And it's not their fault because I shouldn't have assumed that they wouldn't let me down. Like, I don't know, dude. And I just miss that part of me so much. I love weed. Yeah, dude. (laughs) Happy 420. Happy 420. Uh, (laughs) Let me message him real quick as we're doing this. Yeah, go for it. Oh my gosh. I'm so lame. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. Any part of the show where I type. There's a lot on my there's a lot on my show. It's uh the best segment. There we go. So Colin. We're here chilling. It's We're here. What the F? It's 420. We get we don't got shit to do except smoke right. some weed, man. <laughs> Figure out how to become a full time brownie slut. Yes. Like that's the full time brownie slut. And then they sent me my little goodie bag for it being 420. The same company had like a little, um, like fruity pebbles, little chunk, and it's fifty milligrams. But I'm so scared because I know that stuff like that a lot of times has gelatin in it. So I don't. Mm. It, I, I guess I'm not gonna have it. It looks really good though. <laughs> I bet you it tastes really nice, real nice. Uh, I'm assuming people who follow you and whatnot, they've noticed your new live streaming schedule. Yes. How's that going? Good. You know, like I keep telling myself, am I doing it too much? And I don't feel like I am because like even today, <clears throat> it's like I was still able to fit in my schedule. Like I was a little bit behind. So I let the people know, hey, I'm 15 minutes. So instead of starting at 12, I started at 12:15, And that made me feel okay about it. You know, I let gave people that heads up. And usually it takes time for people to trickle in anyways, you know? Mm-hmm. So there's that. And I feel like a sense of freedom. Like I can do that. Or if like something were to come up, I can be like, hey. And to be honest with you, I was thinking about it. And I was like, you know what? I was really and I continue to be inspired by <laughs> Terry Reynolds because I see that she's always live streaming and she does just that. Like the other day she was like, Hey everyone, sorry, no live stream today because I'm not feeling well. And I know her fans, they just totally understand. And then they're like, Oh, I I hope you feel better or whatever. And so it's people like her because she's in an era before me that make me realize that like, I'm one of those people, not everyone in the wrestling business can do four live streams a week and still do podcasts and like all these different things. But Terry does and I do. And sometimes um, I kind of think to myself, like, should I refine the things that I'm doing and just focus on 
less so that I got like, those are my focus. But I was like, but I enjoy all the things I do. So like, why not just adjust what I'm doing to make it happen, you know? And it's so crazy because when I was trying out that Livid app, I did it for a week, Monday to Friday. That Friday, I just got sick. I had the spins. It was terrible. It was too much. Everything they were asking for me and how hard I had to work for it. And then the following week when I did it alternating from my Secret Society OnlyFans to Shelly TV, which is my free OnlyFans, um, not only am I making money because people have been tipping me, but I when that Friday came, I was like, yeah, hey, the weekend's here. And I was like, fun. And it, I felt like I was like, see, dude. I don't need no stinking apps, <laughs> you know? And I mean, at least I tried and that's what it is. Like, you know how it is trial and error, trial and error. And something else that I found interesting is, you know, I've noticed some people who I thought because they had been on TV way longer than I did when they started up different podcasts and or whatever YouTube channels, I've checked out a couple of them because I'm subscribed to them because I, it's not like I'm like, oh, F them, whatever. It's like, dude, I want to support them, watch their stuff, whatever. But it's just kind of like, oh, I wish I had that fan base, man. But I'm seeing that they're pulling a lot of the same numbers I am. So I felt really good about that. And I was like, you know what? Like, I guess I didn't, I thought always that like things would translate, but I felt really good about that because their numbers are so much higher than mine, but they're getting around the same views. So I'm just like, so percentage wise, like I'm on paper doing better, you know? <laughs> and so that really encouraged me and doing these live streams, I've seen people come back to my OnlyFans secret society. I'm seeing, I have like 600 followers on my free one now. So to me, I was like, wow, I thought it was going to take way longer to get 600, you know? It's interesting. <laughs> I was watching, um, one of the people I follow on Twitch is a uh, page from WWE and she was on TV for years. She was on that diva show for years. I remember watching her stream today and there was like 340 people on there watching at that time. And that's a fucking amazing number. But for someone who was in front of all those millions of people for all those years, yeah, it's just it's it's weird. It seems low. I said for me, I'd be fucking ecstatic, yeah. I'd be like, holy cow! No one knows who the fuck I am either. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's what I mean. Like I <clears throat> and like the numbers, like me getting like I my last YouTube video, I got four hundred something views last time I saw. To me, I was like, whoa, that's freaking like. That's like getting a hundred thousand views, like to me. Oh yeah. So same thing when I saw that some people, like some of them, they do have those numbers. Like my friend Ryan Reeves, he has YouTube channels really good. Um, do we, he's got like, I think he even got one of those button plaques that they send you for, I forget how much it is. So wow. some do it like, but I assumed, oh, if you have a huge following, people are just going to follow. And it's just so interesting that that's just not the case. And I, not to sound like whatever, but it just made me let go of like that, like kind of chip on my shoulder I had about it because 
that's what I assumed. And it's like, no, I didn't know what I was talking about, actually. <laughs> Internet followings are weird. I, uh, I think one of my shortcomings in my career, among many, many, too many lists here, actually, is um, not, most people who have followings online came from other places. I was one of those people that tried to build it online, not coming from anywhere, nobody knowing who the fuck I am. And, uh, you know, it's been hit or miss over the years. Obviously, people have done it. There's YouTube people that no one's ever heard of, but I still haven't heard of. There's YouTube people that have 15 million subscribers. I have no idea who they are. They just don't translate outside of YouTube. But, <clears throat> you know, it's, uh, it's a rough game. I wouldn't recommend it. You know, I'd go, go to a good trade school, you know, learn how to be a bricklayer or weld or something. Join <laughs> have a smoother life than the, uh, the way we've chosen. And, you know, that's the thing is, like, some people were just meant to do that. So that's what we do. And I've talked about this before plenty of times, rather. And when I was young, um, I, I don't remember how old I was. I can't remember if I was, like, in junior high or maybe, like, sixth grade. But when, like, school requires you to read certain books. And one of them was Fahrenheit 451. And I was just so like taken back by that book. I felt like when I read it, I had anxiety. Like I felt like it, I knew this was going to happen. I felt like it was like telling me the future events to come. It was crazy. And something that always stood out to me was when he, the main character bitches about his wife and she just like, all she wants to do is talk to the walls. And that's because on the walls are different people like kind of projected. And that's like what we do now, like what we're doing right now, you know? And that's how I make most of my living is just by talking to my walls. <laughs> but it's so interesting to me because that part of the book stood out so much to me at that time that I carried it on my whole life to where it just like I would think about it or whatever. And then when these things started being a thing online, it made sense to me. I was, And I would joke to myself. I'd be like, oh, my gosh, Fahrenheit 451. And then... Now it's just like, oh my gosh, I'm totally 100% that's what I'm doing. And so, I don't know. Um, why was I bringing that up? Because I'm becoming a brownie slut and now my ears are getting hot again. <laughs> we should look that up. I'm actually going to look that up right now. Why? What's the symptom of? We'll diagnose this right now. We'll yeah, knock okay. this out before the end of the show. <laughs> hot ears. <laughs> It comes um, and goes too. It's weird. <clears throat> Man, that brownie. Uh, Healthline.com causes and treatments of hot ears. Hold on, let me see if I can put this up here. Well, we're at the bottom of this. <laughs> Wait for a foul. Speaking of great books, uh, I'm sure that's Fahrenheit 451's great book. That's not as good as that. <laughs> I'm close to becoming a showstopper. Oh, maybe that's why my ears are hot because he's doing some voodoo on me because he's upset that's that right. I told on him. I tattled. Um, it's sunburn. Ears no. can become sunburned. No. Uh, emotion, such that as anger, be. embarrassment. Holy crap. There we go. Or anxiety. Your ears should cool but, down once you do. Change in temperature. Extremely cold temperatures. If you ski or snowboard or engage in other outdoor activities. 
We have an ear infection. Do you have any drainage? Do you have a fever, headache, lack of appetite, or loss of balance? Hormonal changes. Hot ears can be a result of menopause. Oh, God. Other hormonal changes. I'm 61 years old. It's the menopause. It's the menopause. It's your well past time. <laughs> um, a hot flash can make you feel warm all over. Symptoms generally diminish over time. Red ear syndrome is a rare condition that involves burning pain in the ear. It can be brought on by some like stress, neck movements, touch, exertion, and washing or brushing your hair. Could have erythromagalia, another rare condition. It's characterized by redness and burning pain in one or more of the extremities. Hmm. I'm thinking maybe this red ear syndrome. What is it again? A uh, rare condition involving burning pain in the ear, RES. It can be brought on by normal daily activities. I'm wondering if that's a thing because here's the thing. My I'm all jacked up, dude. And I feel like my body is out of alignment and I've been trying to work with it and I've been dealing with a lot of pain. And then I got this pain in my neck, so I wonder if it, it's connected like to that because it says something about a neck. What if like you turn your it neck? Could be. Yeah, it could be brought on by daily activities such as stress, neck movements, touch, exertion, and washing or brushing your hair. Um, and I'm under a lot of stress, sadly. So we've narrowed so, it down to stress or menopause? Both. There we go. <laughs> but here's what's interesting is Danielle, ever since she was little till current days, she's had this happen to her, but it's just one ear. So we would always joke, oh, you're hot ear, but I've never had it happen to me. And now I'm like, what the F, dude? What the, I guess it's because it's that menopause, 61 years old, you know, as I mentioned earlier, I'm very ripe. The change. <laughs> <laughs> the change is upon us. The change is upon us. <laughs> I told the girl, okay, first of all, this dispensary, let me tell you about it. <laughs> 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 Excuse me. <sighs> yep, I done lost it. Here we go. <laughs> so, <coughs> the place I go to, I call it the home girl spot because they have a bunch of really cute <coughs> um, ethnic gals working there. Different mixes, you know. A lot of them are Latina, but there's other... <laughs> gals there too so I'm sure the guys love going in there and they're always real put together they always have nice nails and that makes sense because you know they're working with their hands so that's, that's like dressing up for work and they always have their eyelashes on and the thing is when I first started going there I was like trying to just feel better and I just didn't and whatever and then I went there and I kept going there and I kept noticing their nails and their um, eyelashes. So even if they were wearing something super casual, like they still looked really cute because they had their nails and their eyelashes on. So then I was like, you know what? I'm an eyelash bitch from way back, dude, way <laughs> back because 
I used to be one of those wannabe Pamela Anderson girls back in the day. So I would wear fake lashes all the time because that just makes your eyes pop and like it gives you a very done look. And I never really wanted to do those eyelash extensions that the ladies get because it creeps me out that someone's hair is on my eyes. Like whoever (laughs) donated that hair. I'm not okay with that. I think it's very weird. (laughs) Who was that person? What like what were they going through when they like I don't know. I don't know. It's weird to me. I'm sorry, but it is. So that's why I always just stuck with fake eyelashes. But I stopped for a while. So because of these gals, I started to wear my lashes again. And even when I didn't put any other makeup on, I would throw my lashes on and I'd be like, dude, I feel better. And then it made me want to put a little bit more makeup. And before I knew it, I put a whole face of makeup on and then I felt more of myself. I'm like, you know what? Yes, I did my makeup today. Like I've been struggling that bad to where I don't want to put my, and I love makeup. So, you know, I think it's cool that this dispensary, like it's deep for me because it's the home growth spot. <laughs> and that really helped me out. And I needed that nudge to be remind me of who I was and am, you know, are you okay, Minnie? Yeah, eyelash bitch says, is one level above brownie slut. Yes. <laughs> Just one. Yes. Just one. So when everything got all like super legal here, they changed nothing except their name. <laughs> you can't find them on weed maps anymore. So they're it's when you go there, it's like either you know the place or you don't. And I love yeah. that. Because that's how it was back in the day. And I used to tell people Oh, you know, I think we've talked about it before. Um, if, go ahead, tax me, make it legal. I just don't want to get in trouble, so I'm fine with it. But I didn't think about, like, how there's a lot of, like, watered-down or fake products going on out there. And it just sucked, and I would be, like, so broke, and I would spend my only $20 I could spend on getting an eighth, and I had to get the cheap eighth. And then it sucks. And then it's like, dude, that's not consistent. Like, you know, it's a whole thing. You know, when you do have to watch what you spend, it's like, you know, it must be nice. These people that walk in and drop like four or 500 bucks, like it must be nice. I would love to, but you know, <clears throat> and so come here. So they um, went to a trade school. They did. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> no, but some of them. <clears throat> Our showbiz people too. I see them. You know who I saw? Uh, ones at the dispensary is David Faustino. <laughs> <laughs> he should. No, um, that guy. Do you remember that show, Martin? Yeah. Do you remember Martin's boss, Stan? Oh man, <clears throat> I remember his two or how friends. About I remember his girlfriend. I remember the the woman who hated him. Yeah. And Shanae. Um, do you remember, or do you watch the two broke girls or do you know? I've seen it before. Okay. There's a guy, he's a old school black actor and he's the cashier. Oh, uh, Garrett Morris. I'm not sure what his name is. He's like a character kind of actor. He was on, um, he's one of the original cast members of Saturday Night Live, I believe. Oh, shut up. I had no idea. Back in the seventies. Yeah. Oh, wow. I had no idea. Makes sense. He's like old school comedy vibes. Mm. He's at the dispensary. I've seen him. <laughs> so see, if we just keep trying, Stoner Jesus, we could be like that guy. What's his name again? Uh, Garrett Morris. I think I'm Garrett saying that right. Morrison. Garrett Morris. Garrett Morris. Okay. Well, you forget we now. I can just him. I can look things up and like. Oh, that's right. That's right. That way, the um, 
Instagram battle uh, against Shelly's feet. We're down 101, 234 to 133. I don't know what I'm supposed to do for killing me. Um, I haven't even looked at it. I've been post. I posted a couple to be more active. Um, you know, I'm just all over the place. Cause here's the thing. Last week was a good week. This week, yeah, that guy. He looks high as hell in that picture. See, cause he was at the <laughs> dispensary. And there he's back on Saturday Night Live back in the seventies. <laughs> That is awesome hair. Oh my goodness. Dude, I look at this guy completely different now because I just know him in his later career, of course, you know. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> okay, can I tell you something right now? So, I am getting out of my mind high right now, and I love it because it's 420. <laughs> And then, because I told you the deepness about Fahrenheit 451, I keep tripping out now because I'm looking at you. <laughs> and I'm like, Fahrenheit 451. <laughs> because it's haunted me since I was a little girl. I don't know why I'm scared of it, but I should be. And on top of it, pretty soon, Val Venus is going to call in. And I haven't seen him in a long time. And so, it's going to be funny to me because... The last time I saw him was, I believe, in Arizona. Was it Ari- No, Vegas. It was in Vegas. I actually have one of those Save Wrestling's um, videos I used to do. Um, it's he's in it actually. He's in it. I gotta find it. And um, <clears throat> I remember. <laughs> I remember I had text. You know that wrestler um, Victoria? Yeah. She's like of that era, you know, whatever. And I was like, man, Val Venus, like he's all about the cannabis and he's open-minded and wrestlers just really aren't that way. So I text her when I was at the show and I was like, is he married? Is he single? What's his deal? <laughs> and she's like, I don't know. I'll find out. And I never heard back. So I never tried anything. Not a missed opportunity. <laughs> but Something it's fine. Like it wasn't meant. Life is full of missed opportunities. But it wasn't meant, though. That's the thing. <coughs> and, um, you know, anyone watching this replay, don't get too bummed out out there if you feel like something's like so, like, oh, this and that, and you get worked up. It's cool to be excited about things, but, like, don't let things get down, get you down too much. Because, honestly, like, I think about this a lot, like, these what-if moments, you know? And it's silly, stupid things, like, you know, career kind of thing. It's like, oh, what if I w- that would have worked out? And everything would have changed that <clears throat> I wouldn't be sitting right here doing this. So it's like missed opportunities are good because they weren't meant. But like that showed me that I needed to be with somebody that medicated. That was just it. Like, to be honest. And that was a prerequisite before I when I met Metal Jesus, you know? And so it's like these missed opportunities with these cool guys that like were just my friends and didn't go there. It was like they all had a specific thing about them. And it's like it added up to one person. So whether it's a job or a person, <laughs> don't get too bummed out out there. 
because I'm living proof because I wouldn't change anything. All my struggles I went through, I don't care because it got me sitting right here next to Herman Munster and my other family, the Munsters. They got Minnie. But got a stoner Jesus. What if right now you could be Mrs. <clears throat> Gary Busey? <laughs> I, that be rad? <laughs> I think that it's a, it's a fun thought, but I think the time and energy that goes into that is <laughs> too much. <laughs> it takes a special person. Speaking of special people, um, as a way for uh, Valvines to call in, another special person, but not quite as special as, say, someone like Big Ed. Oh, my God. I can't I get, can just kick your butt, man. I'm trying to get his contact information. I'm trying to find his social media. I can't break through to get him on the show. I would love just a whole show of just you telling him what you think of him. I think that would be fantastic. But here's the thing. Based on these clips and footage that apparently you and Danielle think are so funny to send me, you and Danielle just poking me with Ed. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Something that I feel is that maybe, maybe there's a part of him that would be like, What's this girl's problem? Let me go talk to her and explain who I am. That's not who I am. And I would love that kind of a conversation so I can ask questions because you don't know unless you ask. <laughs> but much like my challenge to Sean Valentino where there's crickets, there's people who I think would be down. And at the end of the day, they're not. And maybe, I don't know. It's just better that way. Talk about missed opportunities. <laughs> Big Ed. Uh, <clears throat> so Danielle sent so me this video where he was like finally hooking up with some really cute gal. And I was like, all right. I don't judge. I'm just here to watch what you people put out there. I mean, would it be, I mean, it has to be either the looks, the personality, or the finances. I have to be, think would be the big three. I think looks and personality, he seems, seems to be lacking. I don't know what his finances are. I don't know if I, I let Big Ed take me out to dinner. If he, uh, I don't know, dude. Throw some gifts my way or whatever. Or some stupid reality show. I just, hey, whatever. I cannot, I, you don't know people and what they're about and what they're doing, blah, 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 blah. But maybe he read the showstopper lifestyle. He's making maybe, it work for him. Maybe this gal just wants a career on reality TV. I don't know. But I don't know. It's just, you know why? It's not even about the way he looks or anything like that or those things that you said that he is not, okay? What it is is when they're interacting with each other, she doesn't act like, in my opinion, as being a woman, been there, done that. She comes off to me as though 
she's not looking at him thinking you're the love of my life. I'm so in love with you. This is awesome. I'm so glad that like we had sex now and we've, we've become closer and wow, like blah, blah, blah. And he even made a comment. Cause I guess it was the first time they had sex or something. And he made a comment like, Oh, she took charge and that's never happened before. And blah, blah, blah. And in my opinion, that told me, Homegirl knows what she's doing, so she's going to give him his whole little fantasy. He's going to shut up, and he's going to take it. Probably didn't last too long, so she didn't have to put too much time into it. Cool, got to put, put your dues in. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, when people know the deal, that's fine. Like, I don't judge it. Like, I've been there. I guess it's easier than going, like, naked and afraid or, like, Survivor or something. Or, like... Yeah. Real world road rules challenge <laughs> where there's like you know it's this is more like the narrative is looking for love and then there's no competition or anything like that unless they bring that rose back maybe that's this that's the the what you call it uh spin that's right she comes in out of nowhere and hits this other bra with a steel chair I watched then- that <laughs> He would just love that, that big head. <laughs> I have the worst cotton mouth in the entire world, and I just got to drink some water. Sorry. You do, dude, I'm so, I'm out of my mind. I love it. <laughs> it's a good time to get you to ask you about throwing <clears throat> people under the bus. What one wrestler did you just fucking hate and you would literally throw under a bus if you could? <laughs> oh, nobody. Nobody. You know, here's what's interesting. So, not too long ago, I was at a custom shoot. And, uh, see, I'm trying not to say things, but this is just my truth. I'm not trying to hurt anyone's feelings, so here we go. So, I get comfortable for this one. (laughs) So this is something that's very new to me, and I'm still kind of, like, taking in. And the thing is, is, okay, so I had this whole shoot day of customs. It wasn't for me. It was for a different company. And for them, I just do refereeing. So for me, I was like, awesome, yes. So I ended up refereeing 13 matches. (laughs) I'm going to tell you something. On Sunday, I was done. I could barely move. And Danielle was hired as the camera girl. And Danielle was the same way. And it's because, you know, she's got to move with it. So it's like our thighs and then being a referee, you know, you do the bend over thing, knees like, you know, on your um, elbows on your knees kind of thing. So me and Danielle were constantly like in the squatting, staying position, you know, because like the girls and there were some guys too would be wrestling and so i'd be there doing the referee thing so for long periods of time as i was holding that squat position but at the time it's just like yeah dude this is easy whatever so i was very shocked at how beat up i was i still am i'm still getting over it i can't believe it like i'm just (laughs) like what the f dude but um so when I was there, there was different people there. Some I hadn't seen in a really long time. Some I've never even met in person, but I felt like I knew because of like online and stuff. 
And long story short, something really came clear to me at that shoot. And what came clear to me is at the end of the day, even people who totally love me, they don't have any bad intentions towards me. They put me in a category. And a lot of times people put me in a category based on my outer appearance. And I understand when people are like, oh my gosh, Shelly, you're so beautiful. You're so beautiful. And I get that. And I get a lot of that comes from not just my outer appearance, but my soul coming through. And, you know, for being 61 years old, I'm not bad to look at. So (laughs) it's like one of those things where you put those combo together. That's why people are like, oh, like, whoa, who are you? Or whatever. So I get that. But it's still this like category, right? And I realize when people put me in these certain categories, they treat me a certain way. And then I didn't realize that everyone was putting me in these categories. I was just like, we're cool. We've had like deep talks, like whatever, like what's the problem? But then it's like these weird moments happen. And so when that became clear to me, not only was I able to have peace with some of the people that were at that shoot that it's been weighing on me for months, part of me going through a hard time was a couple of things that were really bothering me. And there I was able to let it all go. And it was so cool. There goes my ears again. And it was so cool. <clears throat> and then the more I thought about it on Sunday, because all I did was pretty much lay on my couch because I couldn't move. Because again, 61 years old, refereeing 13 matches. I don't know who I think I am. But um, I thought about it deeply. And it made me think about these people I have beefs with in wrestling. Or people who I struggle with having bad feelings towards even, you know? Even like, I don't know. It, so it's so interesting because like after that, Danielle has someone from her past back in her life. And because like she's cool and everything's cool, I was like, well, maybe I can unmute this person. I can see them on my timeline. Not that I follow them, but sometimes people will retweet them because we have common people, uh, you know. So now I feel good that I can unmute this person because I can see them. So I went on my mute list and I was like, you know what? That person doesn't bother me anymore. I can unmute them. And the thing is, is like, I, I don't whore out my mutes. It takes a lot for me, like the young bucks <laughs> thing. And they were on there. And guess what? I unmuted <laughs> the young bucks. I unmuted the young bucks because I realized I was like, I could see them now because having that realization it started this whole thing where I understood why different situations or different whatever or different things that are said about me or whatever. It's like it all made sense. It, it just was such a trip. Me over there just being the stupid referee. <laughs> <laughs> it got deep and it was cool. And like I felt really proud about that. that I, and I know that sounds so stupid that I feel proud that I unmuted all these people. But like how you said, like maybe before the unmuting um, party happened, I would have some people to put on that list of who would I, what was it, hit with a shovel? What was it? (laughs) Throw under a bus. (laughs) Throw under a bus. Yeah. But I feel like that's really freeing and cool. And 
I just wanted to, like, I want to talk about more moments like that. And I know I kind of already do on this show, but a bunch of people just got released from WWE. And that always happens after WrestleMania. Always. I was one of them when it was that the WrestleMania I did. And then I got let go. I was part of the sweeps, right? And what's so interesting to me, and I thought about it, I was like, you know what? The people who just got released, right? They now are going to go through the different emotions that happen when you get released from WWE. And it's so many different emotions because the first thing you think of is, well, before it used to be like, well, I can just go to TNA. So now it's like, well, TNA or AEW. So at least cool. There's another option that I think that's really awesome. So you can go through these moments where you're like, oh, it'll be fine. Whatever, whatever, however it went down, whether they weren't using you or it was politics. You're just like, whatever, dude, whatever. It's fine. But then you get in that position and you, it's different. The vibe's different because it's a different show. It's different people putting it together. Different people have different agendas and their productions. And, and then even though you can find yourself having a good time, there's still this sense of like, it's almost like, um, in my case, like TNA, that was the company. Oh, you get fired from TNA, you go to WWE. You go to WWE, you get fired, you go to TNA. That was the thing, right? And people would go back and forth, back and forth. And when that happened, it made sense that I would go to TNA. But even though I was having a good time, I felt like TNA was like my rebound, kind of, you know, because I still hadn't healed and even dealt with especially because I went straight from after my 90 days, no complete was over. I was in TNA. So it's like these people who just got released, they're going to go through that in their own way. And I'm just ahead because I got fired so long ago. So I'm like, I want to talk about this stuff. So when these people like get wind of that, I talked about this stuff, they'll know where to find it. They'll be like, oh, man, Shelly talked about that. Let me see how she – because I feel no one talks about that, like, true life after WWE. They just maybe document their life a little bit or whatever, but talk about those feelings that you get the when you get angry because now you're not there. And then you feel like you're not good enough. And then you feel like, F them, I can do this on my own. And then you feel like, man, maybe I should go back. It's like – it's like roller coaster and a half. It's so crazy. And it specifically happens. I feel, I hate to say this when you get fired from WWE, because when you're a TNA person and you get fired back in the day, you just like use that as fuel to really get looked at at WWE because that's your goal. Anyways, it's like, Oh, TNA, but I want to be in WWE. Everyone, because everyone that was all, Gun ho where did they end up going? WWE, AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, like all these people. Like that wasn't mm-hmm. their goal was WWE, the main stage. And it's a mind F when you get fired from there because you just go through so much. And I feel like when I was trying to find videos online and go on YouTube and stuff, it was either I found people being bitter and disgruntled and that's how I already felt. So that made it me feel worse. Like, yeah, F them, man, you know? (laughs) And then there were people who 
they said all these things, but then they go right back there. So like, I felt like they were fake about it. So I didn't really hear anybody talk about like, I'm not here to like fix your problem. I'm just here to tell you like, this is what happened to me. So if you're feeling this way, like know that I think it's kind of normal because like, I know I went through this. And when I've talked to people in the past, when they get fired, because it's so crazy because it's always like, in my case, I went on TV first. There were some people I knew and they weren't on TV yet. And then when I got fired, moved back to California, and then they finally got on TV, some of them became really famous. They couldn't give me the time of day. So it was like, dude, when I was on TV, what did I do? I remember talking to one person, they were like, Oh, like they kind of insinuated, oh, because I'm on TV now. I was like, bitch, are you kidding me? When I was on TV, <laughs> what was I doing? Trying to get home so I can hang out with my home my homies, you being one of them. Like, shut up. No. Oh, you're right. And so when these people get fired, that's when they resurfaced in my life. And I'm just like, and of course I'm going to be there for them because why not? Like, you know, and so that's when I saw that there was that need, but it's been a long time since I've like known people. Like I keep in touch with Mickey James. We're not BFF or anything, you know, mm. I keep in touch with Samoa Joe again, not BFF, but they are people who, when they see that I'm saying things online, they'll react to me and they'll text me, you know, not keeping it on social media. So when it got a little personal with these people, I was like, I, these people need to know that it's okay so, I don't know. I just wanted to throw that out there. Now that I'm a brownie names. slut. <clears throat> a lot of big names got released. A lot of people were surprised. People like Samoa Joe, Peyton Royce, and Billy Kay, and a few others. This is a weird business. Well, again, it go and here's the thing I thought. <clears throat> this is just my opinion. Because I have, I don't keep up with wrestling. I don't know what's going on in wrestling. All I know is when I'm watching TV, I'll see commercials for it. And some people I follow and I do keep in touch with on Twitter. Not many, though, are, like, you know, in those companies. So when I saw all that, I was like, they're clearing out money. What is Jericho coming back again? And they're clearing some money for Jericho. And I mean that with no shadiness. It's just like mm -hmm. he's a person that like there's these different dudes that like because I remember I used to even think that's cool, like so and so, this kind of big name, like a like a Jericho or whatever, they'll go to these other companies and really care and help build them up. Cause that's what it's about. You know, you have a successful career, you pay it forward, you help build up others, you know. And I really saw them like having matches with guys and really building them up and like doing good for the business, you know, but they always end up back at WWE and it's like, that tells me that you feel like you have to be there and he's one of those dudes. And so that's what my first thought was. They got to clear some money for Jericho. So we shall see. Indeed. Um, <clears throat> I wrote to Val, uh, we may, as much as I would hate to do that, reschedule him for next week. Oh, so okay. we can have a lot more time with him because I have, I can hear behind me is rain hitting oh. the window. And as the temperature drops, it's going to become snow, which will be fun. 
and it wreaks havoc with my internet. So instead of like getting into Val and then my internet going out, which would suck, maybe better to move him to next week. Absolutely. Let's do it. Well, shit, he just came on now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do it. Let's, <clears throat> how about this? We'll hammer it out here with Val on the show. First of all, welcome, Val. Uh, the, oh, I'm on mm, here. I'm live already. Oh, yeah, I see myself. I'm live here yeah, already. The whole, Hello, first of all, for everybody Shelly. watching, <laughs> for everybody watching, the whole time zone thing was my screw up. I assumed you were in mountain time. And I know some of you are in. Okay. Or just the wrong, the wrong half of the year. Okay. See, that all that's way over my head. Here's the well, issue. Everyone else changes time, but Arizona never changes you time. You don't. We okay. Don't, yeah. So California is on the same time as AZ for half the year, and then the other half of the year we're mountain time. Okay. So here's the deal that I was just explaining to Shelly and for everyone listening, for you, Val. I have some bad weather coming into my area. It's rain turning into snow, which is going to screw with oh, my internet. No. Now, I want, I know there's a ton of stuff for the Shelly and Val to talk about and a lot of stuff to get into. And I don't want to start getting into stuff and then my internet go out and it'll all be screwed. So I wrote to you on Twitter, Val, if it'd be okay with you if we rescheduled for next week. I'll figure out the time zone thing. I'll get it all right. <laughs> we have it at the right time. Okay. So we can all start the show together. And have a great show and talk about all the things we want to talk about. Is that cool with you, Val? Yeah, that's cool with me. Awesome. Yeah, last thing we want to do is get halfway through this and all of a sudden, boom, go back. Nothing would annoy me more than technical issues, right? Especially maybe a good story, a good conversation, a good back and forth between you guys. Just something great. And then it just all goes to shit. And that would be horrible. We have to yeah, guys, I'm together, down. Though. What's that, Shelly? We do, we have to do a smoke though before we. Oh yeah! Oh, oh yeah! Oh yes, we do. Take a look at this, guys. Take a look at that puppy right there. Ooh! Oh, there you go. <laughs> Prepared. Is that? Yes. What is that? That is my brand of cannabis cigars called oh, Canagars. Yeah. Nice. And so uh, these are called Dank. Anarchy Canagars. That's the brand name. Is that a THC or is it just CBD? This one here is THC. I do make uh, hemp ones as well with just CBD. But this one here is a sour OG flower with a dark night one gram shatter wrapped around the core of it. Damn. That is amazing. That thing there will burn about that thing there will burn <laughs> at least an hour and a half. And if you're easy on it, it may go about two hours. <laughs> Shelly has a visitor. <laughs> Very excited about the smoke on 420. I'll uh I'll cut out this clip on uh, and put it on Twitter. It'll be a whole uh, big uh, tease for uh for next week. We'll promote, this, promote the yeah. hell out of it. Hell yeah! Are we packing bowls here? Hell yeah! Whatever. Backpacks. I have my uh, actually. You know what? Let me open up my little 420 baggie. What do we have? We have two of the diamond or the MTX diamond rolls. Look at that. Ooh. Damn. This is uh, the brand MPX. So this diamond roll, this diamond roll right here 
is 0.8 of a gram of premium shelf flour and then a quarter of a gram of pulverized 99.9% pure THC diamonds. And it's pulverized wow. into a powder and then sprinkled into the flour. <laughs> this shit gets you fucked up. <laughs> See, we could do that a whole show crazy. just on that alone. That's crazy. It is incredible. Dave, uh, <laughs> for me, this is, I mean, MPX, the guys in the back, they come out with some really good, innovative cannabis products that have been, especially in their concentrate department, all the waxes, the batters, the diamonds. But uh, combining the flour with pulverized diamonds into a excellent joint is probably their mo their best seller right now. Uh, no, I wouldn't even say probably. Hands down, their best seller right here. That's crazy. That I remember driving around town. Shelves. I remember driving around town, twenty years old, trying to find someone to sell me a dirt weed joint for three dollars. <laughs> I mean, so damn disappointed I couldn't find one. <laughs> Hey, All right. Stoner Jesus, do you like to be called Stoner Jesus, or do you want to be called by your real name? Uh, Stoner Jesus is fine. My real name is oh, Joe, okay. which is I find incredibly boring. And oh, Stoner the Jesus, of a, Stoner Jesus is cool, but right, Joe's not bad own. either. Indeed. All right, <laughs> so we're going to uh, blaze one in honor of 420. Yes. And we have Val back next week for a full show. We'll go as, as long as we want. Yeah, dude. Heck yeah, I'm looking forward Cheers. to it. Happy 420, y'all. Happy That's 420. Right. <sighs> there we go. Awesome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Happy 420, y'all. See you Absolutely. next week. Thank Absolutely. you, Shelly. Thank you, Val. Week. Thank you. See y'all next week. See y'all next week, guys. Peace. Peace. <laughs>